Welcome back to the Adventures in Marketing podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Um, Today's topic is one that I love to talk about because the people who are in this stage of their business are so excited and they have so many ideas and they kind of go everywhere and it's really fun to help them pull it back a little bit and make the most of their business and the time that they have to work on their business. So what I'm going to talk about today is that phase of launching your business. Now, a lot of you who listen to this podcast, and thank you very much, a lot of you are further along in your journey than this particular topic is, but I hope you'll stick with me because I'm sure that you know somebody who is ready to start a business or one of those people who is always talking about starting a business. And there's always these these little speed bumps that stop them from doing that. And that's what I'm really hoping that today's podcast covers is clearing out some of these speed bumps so that they can get started on their business journey if that's the way they want to go. So I think the very first thing to think about is that when I'm talking about somebody launching their business, I'm talking about somebody who has big ideas. And for this particular episode, let's assume they've already picked a name and they have already checked to make sure that their name is available, not just as a URL, a website, but the same name is also available on any of the social media platforms that they want to be on. And the reason that matters is because it is so much easier to say, find me at whatever on every platform. For example, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest, and all you have to do is type in G Montoya PDX and poof, there I am. And that is much easier than saying, on this platform, you can find me on this name. On this platform, you can find me on this name. On this platform, you can find me on this name. Because if somebody else has the name that they are looking for, then you could potentially lose that client or that person who wants to connect with you. So it is just easier whenever possible to make sure that your username is the same on your website and your social media platforms. Let's also assume that they have picked some basic branding because that is not my strong suit. It doesn't have to be crazy. They don't necessarily need a logo or you if you are the one listening and you are starting a business. You don't need a logo to start. And I see that happening so often. People get stuck with the idea that they have this business that they want to do, but they can't launch because they don't have a logo. A logo is a part of your business. Absolutely. But there is so much more to your business than your logo, your brand colors, and your font. And to be honest, I don't have a logo. I've been doing this for more than 15 years. I think I still don't have a logo and it hasn't slowed me down. The only time it slows me down is when I wanted to make a business card and I just went with a different design that didn't require a logo. Like that was the only time Nobody has ever looked at my business and said, I can't work with Gwen. She doesn't have a logo. That's not the reason. So logos are awesome, but don't feel like if you don't have a logo, you can't have a business. So where do you go to get a website? That's a big question that a lot of people have. I really like Namecheap. Um, It's a terrible name, but it's a pretty good service. Really easy to use. Just make sure that you set up automatic renewal for your domain so that you don't accidentally lose it because that does happen. If you don't have an automatic renewal, sometimes you can lose your domain and somebody else swipes in and steals it from you. Well, I mean, they 
they got it officially, but it feels like somebody stole your domain. And you can also make sure that if you change your credit card, like, you know, you go every couple of years, your credit, your credit card updates, you want to make sure that you are updating your website domain registrar also so that you don't lose your domain. Then the next question is, where do I build my website? I actually have a blog post that talks about which ones are best for best for which things and or for which types of businesses or what you want to do. And I will put that in the show notes. The long and short of it is pick the one that feels like it is intuitive to you that you will use because if you don't use it, you will never update your website and then you'll be stuck. So for some people, they really like Wix. They really like Weebly. If you're going to go in that direction, just be aware that depending on the type of business that you have and what your growth looks like, it is entirely possible that you will outgrow those platforms. If you want to do any kind of e-commerce, I would suggest Squarespace or WordPress or Shopify if you're going to do 100% e-commerce. If you want to have a lot of plugins and some sort of membership um, where there are pages that are hidden behind passwords for members, then definitely something like Squarespace or WordPress would be better for that. But if you just need a basic business card type kind of website, then Wix or Weebly should be fine if those feel most intuitive to you. If Squarespace feels better or WordPress feels better, then use those. That's really what I want you to do is pick the one that you're going to be comfortable using because if you don't feel comfortable using it, you won't update your website and then your website will quickly become out of date and then it will become a liability instead of an asset. And your website is really your biggest asset in your business, so we want to make sure it's looking good. When you are designing your website, you want to mostly keep it simple. Try to limit the number of drop-down menus in your main navigation. It can quickly become overwhelming in most instances. There's always the outlier where it makes a lot of sense to have a lot of drop-downs, but home, about, contact, services is really good and a really good basic place to start. And you can always build from there. So then what? You have a website and you're ready to start your business. The next step would be to figure out where you want to be on social media. And that really depends where your audience is. And I actually have a podcast, I believe, about choosing social media. So I will put that in the show notes also. But basically decide where your audience is and then that's where you need to be. So if your audience is primarily on Instagram, then you need to be on Instagram. If your audience is primarily on LinkedIn, then it makes more sense for you to spend more time on LinkedIn than it does somewhere else. And it really depends on your business. One of the things I joke about is that I'm not going to make anybody get on Twitter, which is my favorite platform. However, if you're an author, you probably should be there. But other than that, I'm not going to make anybody get on Twitter if you don't like it. If you hate a social media platform and you can't bring yourself to use it, then don't use it and figure out a workaround. Figure out somewhere else to where you can show up more to make up for that place that you're not going to be. So now you have a website and you have some social media going. You have to share what you do with friends and family. This is something that I see a lot of people doing. They start a business and then they feel reluctant or maybe even a little embarrassed or unsure of sharing it with friends and family. But if you want to have a business that is going to grow and be sustainable, you have to share it. And one of the first places to share it is with friends and family. That does not mean sending them DMs, begging them to buy from you. That's not what I mean. I just mean 
Talk about what you do. Talk about why you're in your business. Talk about what you love about it. If you have a special, then share it in a natural way. Um, Don't make your friends and family start to run from you because you're hounding them with your business. But I think that there is a really big space between sharing something that you're passionate about because you love it versus hounding somebody. So for example, if you took up a new hobby, say gardening, you would be talking about gardening a lot because it's a big part of your life. And our businesses are a big part of our lives. So it makes sense for you to talk about them and it's okay for you to do that. Another common question, especially when somebody is just starting out, is do they give things away for free? Do they do discounts? Do you do a trade? What is the best option? For this, it really depends on you and your business and your comfort levels. There are plenty of businesses who have started by doing some free work. There's nothing wrong with that as long as you know where your boundaries are around the free work and as long as you know when it's time to stop doing things for free and start charging. And the same goes for discounts and trades also. One of the challenges when you start and you are giving somebody a really great discount and then it becomes a place where your business has grown but you still have that one client or those three clients who you're working with, who get this really great discount. At some point, you will either need to let them go or bring them up to your higher pay structure. And at which point they may choose to go on their own. But I don't think there's anything wrong with starting out doing work for free or trades or giving discounts, as long as you understand that this is a limited situation. This is not a long-term growth strategy because there are plenty of people out there who will always love what you do as long as it's free and doesn't cost them anything and will never convert to paying customers. And that's okay. We love them anyway. There's nothing wrong with that. We all love getting a good deal. Just as the business owner, you have to understand when it's time to say, I'm done doing free things. I'm done giving discounts and I'm really going to value the work that I do at a full price. That doesn't mean that you can't give things for raffles or for fundraisers. I do that all the time. I very rarely do free work for people, but I do routinely give away my time for fundraisers and Kickstarters and, you know, nonprofits that I really support. I give a lot of time to that. And that's because other people pay me. Other people pay me a rate that I am comfortable charging. And then I have space in my calendar to do some free work, but I do limit it because if I had a choice, I love doing what I do so much. I would do it for free all the time, which is not very helpful for buying groceries, which I'm sure you're aware of. So just be aware of when you start to feel icky about doing things for free and when you decide to do it for free, because those are two different things. And then going back to the sharing. So one of the things I see a lot is somebody will share once And then they never want to share it again because they shared it that one time back in April 2018. That is not effective. You have to get into a habit and a schedule of sharing what you do. And part of that is scheduling on social media, right? You can use a scheduler. Part of that is being open to the times when you can share things. If somebody says, I need this service and that's a service that you provide, it makes complete sense for you to raise your hand and say, I do that how can I help you? I have seen some people who 
for whatever reason are reluctant to even do that, to even raise their hand when somebody is saying, this is the service that I need. And you really have to get in the habit of raising your hand. You really have to get in the habit of being visible about your business and in your business. And that can be, that can be a bit of a growth stretch and that's okay. Nobody is going to hate you because you shared your business more than once a month. They're probably not even going to see it. The way that algorithms work, they probably won't even see it. So do it more often than you think you need to. Um, I always recommend once a week talking about your business, sharing a link to your business, sharing a blog post, something like that, so that people remember what you do. Because when we're friends with people, they forget that we also have a business site. In fact, one of the best ways to determine if you're sharing enough is that if somebody thinks of your name, you want them to automatically think of what you do also. So if I'm doing my job right, when I am mentioned somewhere, then somebody is thinking, oh, Gwen does marketing. That's right. Also, because of the peacock in my backyard, a lot of times people say, Gwen does marketing and there's that peacock thing. That's fine. But if somebody mentioned my name and marketing didn't somehow come up in part of what they think about when they think about me, then I would know that I need to talk about my business more. And that's the same for you. If somebody isn't thinking about your business when they think of you or thinking of all the things that you've done or the somebody that you've helped, then it's a really good opportunity to think about how often you're talking about your business and maybe up that a little bit. So to recap, if you are in the position of launching your business, congratulations, that's very exciting. You want to make sure that you have a website and a social media where that hopefully the names match. That's really important. You want to get in the habit of sharing what you do and talking about what you do. You want to decide where your limits are around discounts and freebies and trades, and maybe even set an actual date cutoff that if you're starting your business on January 1st, then you will not do any more trades or discounts or free things after April or whatever the discount or whatever the the timeline is that works for you. But I think having a really solid stopping date does a couple of things. One, it keeps you honest. It keeps you on track with your business growth. But it also gives you sort of an external reminder that after this time, you're going to have to step up your entire business because there are lots of people who will take advantage of a free offer and less so when they have to pay for it. So just be aware of that. And then you want to get in the habit of sharing and make your business a part of who you are and what people think of when they talk about you, because that's the way you know that you're doing it the right way. And that's the way you get customers too. And I want you to have customers. I want you to have clients. I want you to be booked out. I want you to be loving what you do and not feel stressed out. So I will put those links that I mentioned in the show notes. And of course, don't forget to check out the companion Pinterest board that I create for all of my podcast episodes. It's just another place for me to share more information and more resources that I can't necessarily get into in these brief podcasts. And that gives you some more resources. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Adventures in Marketing. If you want to learn more about what I do, you can find me at GwenMontoya.com. If you are ready for some ongoing marketing help in a membership form, you can go to GwenMontoya.com slash membership. My membership is $20 a month and is designed to be a kind of marketing gym where you can 
check in and get those marketing muscles even stronger.